Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World Welcome to the Yoga Hour Offering insights and practices for spiritually, consciously living today Here's your host, Yogacharya, Ellen Grace O'Brien Good morning and welcome to the Yoga Hour, where we talk about yoga in all its depth and breadth as a path to spiritually conscious, fulfilled living today. I am the co-host of the show, Dr. Laurel Trujillo, and today our topic is true wealth. How can we discover the basic spiritual law of wealth and how our ability to thrive is connected to our spiritual awakening? We're going to be talking about how we can understand prosperity as a spiritual goal, not for its own sake, but for the sake of the soul. And I'm so delighted today to be here again with Yoga Hour founder and host, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Yogacharya O'Brien is an internationally acclaimed spiritual teacher, author, poet, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, the organization that actually funds this program. CSE, or Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, is a Kriya Yoga meditation center with headquarters in San Jose, California. Yogacharya teaches nationally and internationally and has received several community service awards, including the 2015 Mahatma Gandhi Award for the Promotion of Religious Pluralism. In particular, I'm excited uh, about the release of her new book, The Jewel of Abundance, Finding Prosperity Through the Ancient Wisdom of Yoga, which will be released on November 27 in just two weeks. The book is now available for pre-order on Amazon.com, or you can purchase, uh, you can pre-order it via her website, ellengraceobrien.com, and uh, O'Brien is, the Brian is B-R-I-A-N.com, starting Uh, Right now, you can find out more about her writings at that website, or you can find out about her teaching schedule at the CSE website, csecenter.org. Welcome, Yogacharya O'Brien, or Umaji. I'm really delighted I can be with you today here on the Yoga Hour. Thank you so much, Dr. Trujillo, and um, my warm uh, welcome and gratitude to all the Yoga Hour subscribers and listeners. So it's a joy to be here today. Before we begin our dialogue about true wealth, let's start with a moment of practicing what we are about to discuss, a moment of meditation, a yoga moment. So first, let's just begin where we are, wherever you are, where your body is in space, just feel how it is supported 
Perhaps you're sitting, you can feel yourself supported with your feet on the ground. You're supported by the chair, or if you're moving or walking, feel your feet on the earth. And then just notice your breathing. Just notice as you inhale and exhale. As you feel the cool air entering the nostrils on the inhale and the warm air flowing out on the exhale. Not trying to change the natural rhythm of your breath, but just noticing. And through that focus on the breath, allowing yourself to dive within. With each inhale, imagining you're diving within, down into the heart. And with each exhale, relax. And as we do this, as we bring our attention within, we become aware of our essence, of our essential spiritual nature. And feel it radiating its qualities of peace, joy, and love. Feeling it within us, between us and all around us. And as we rest here, we may notice thoughts or feelings as they arise. And we realize we can watch them arise. Perhaps they linger for a moment, but we can watch them then as they pass away, just remaining within with our attention turned deeply inward, resting there. We become aware of our essential nature beyond words or thoughts, beyond external phenomenon, beyond change. And feel the peace that emanates from this essence of our being and allow it to pervade the mental field, the emotional nature, and the physical body. And as we bring this yoga moment to a close, we realize that that peace is, as Yogananda described it, a portable peace, and we can carry it with us into our day and share it with all we meet. Oh. Once again, <clears throat> Umaji, I'm <clears throat> really delighted to be with you today and to discuss your new book, the Jewel of Abundance, Finding Prosperity Through the Ancient Wisdom of Yoga. 
So your book focuses on artha or prosperity, one of the four goals of life that were set forth in the Vedas, which are the oldest spiritual texts of our world. So let's start there. How do you define artha? First, thank you for the beautiful meditation. It's always such a good way to begin, you know, whatever we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're having a conversation, beginning our work day. So as much as possible, you know, to begin to incorporate that, um, you know, formal practice, everyday sitting. But um, just before you meet with someone, taking that what you call a yoga moment to just breathe and connect to yourself is very beautiful. So thank you for um, beginning that way. Um, because that's one of the ways, of course, that we connect to the wealth of the spirit, the unbounded, infinite, divine possibility that is within us and is us. So in terms of defining Arta, uh, as you mentioned, Arta is one of the four universal goals for a spiritually conscious, purposeful life. So we have Dharma, which is the goal to live a life of meaning and higher purpose, to live a life in harmony uh, with uh, universal law and spiritual law. And then uh, next to that, we find uh, Arta, which means wealth um, or resources or means Arta can also mean a goal. So Arta, Arta is like an energy of wealth that allows you to fulfill your purpose. Um, so Arta can be thought of in many ways, you know, as, as health, as resources, as, a, you know, wealth of resources or opportunity. It can be material things. Um, so it is means, uh, wealth as means, means. And then there is kama, uh, which is to enjoy life and experience pleasure. And moksha, to keep in mind always uh, that the true goal, the spiritual goal is to be free from all forms of bondage or addiction and to experience liberation of our consciousness in this lifetime, freedom in the spirit, which doesn't mean leaving the world. It means uh, being fully uh, awake, engaged, able to be in the world and make a contribution um, without being um, in bondage in any way, to be free, to be liberated, to be enlightened. Mm-hmm. I, I love the formulation of the four goals because it's so balanced. And I, I uh, really appreciate this focus on Arta that we have now. And of course, we had a series on Dharma last year. So in addition to being an author, you're also a poet, as regular Yoga Hour listeners are aware. <clears throat> and I really appreciate the poetic turn in your writing in this book as well. I love this quote where you describe the natural impulse of spirit to support our unfolding. This is the quote. That energy is unlimited. It pervades all of nature, relentlessly encouraging all of life to realize its full potential. Thrive, it implores. It whispers in our dreams and stirs our imagination with its evolutionary call. Prosper. Live your full life. Do what you came here to do. Follow the impulse to prosper and become all that you truly are in your fullness. Uh, 
So how is it that the world supports us to reach our fullest potential? According to the teachings of yoga, there's only one ultimate reality, which is the source and it's the substance of all that is. So life itself uh, contains what I name in the book as the prosperity imperative. So even at a very fundamental level, if you just look around, you can observe this impulse. You can observe it in nature. You know, that that energy, the life force, we call it prana, which is... Um, coursing through the veins of every living thing you know your your apple tree in your garden is a sapling it in, and it has this energy to grow into a tree to to flower and to bear fruit which is fulfilling its potential and so as human beings we have that same um, prana coursing through our veins and this higher um, imperative of life to fulfill our potential and so for us that potential is to wake up uh, spiritually, to know the truth of our unlimited divine nature, and then to be able to express it in our unique way. So our call to prosper is really life's call to prosper through us. So that is one of the keys to prosperous living. You know, it's not, it's, it's not that we're... Um, you know, little um, individuals here, you know, with a goal to thrive and prosper for our own sake. It's actually life itself. It's the larger true life that it, that is this um, energy that is coursing through our veins, that is uh, calling us in our dreams, that is bringing us inspiration um, to to fulfill um, the potential that is within us. Mm, that's lovely. So, in addition to looking at it as at a personal level, um, the book really expands it and looks at it as a, at the at a global level. So, why is it important for us to understand prosperity or arta, particularly at this time in our world? Well, we live in an awakening world. And uh, sometimes when we look around us, we, we can scratch our heads and say, this doesn't look like a very awake world right now. <laughs> you know, it, there's a lot of suffering in our world. Um, but there, you can also look and see signs of awakening, you know, to a new global connection. You know, we have technology that has, that has you know, we can, the world is instantly connected. And we know that this one fragile earth that we live on is the, is the shared home you know, for all of us. So there are many ways in which there is a global awareness today that we didn't have, you know, even a decade or two ago. So we're moving in this direction of waking up to our unity, to our oneness. But the deep spiritual truth of that is uh, just dawning with humanity. So there's just a small percentage of people right now who are waking up to the spiritual truth of our being and our um, connection at that level. But as we awaken to that spiritual truth and know that we're not separate from the one reality, we also recognize we're not separate from one another. So there actually is no individual um, wealth. You can only 
your happiness, your fulfillment is is only connected to that of others. And, uh, you know, those who try to prosper just for themselves um, can do that. And um, there are many, I'm sure, who find uh, some happiness in that in, in a more uh, perhaps affluent lifestyle or success in the world. But um, that is short-lived. And so the longer-lived happiness is, is waking up uh, to the truth of our oneness and uh, finding, finding joy in um, taking our place uh, in what Dr. King called the beloved community. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to the topic that we have for today of true wealth. So what do you mean by true wealth and what relationship does it have to um, the extor- external uh, forms of wealth, money, and material possession. Well, true wealth, of course, is spiritual wealth, and uh, that's the kind of wealth that we need right now because there are many challenges that we face in our world that we don't know how to solve. So we cannot take a tool you know, that we've had in the past and try to make it work. <laughs> you know, you know, we many people have said, and we can observe how structures and institutions are breaking down. Things that we depended upon for our security in the past, um, we don't feel secure in our world today. I mean, I think that's one thing that we could just universally say is true. Uh, in the United States, I think people used to feel more secure, many people anyway, um, used to feel a bit more secure. I guess it depends on, you know, where you live and and your culture within the larger culture. But um, more and more, it feels unsafe and unstable. So uh, what we need is to be able to access um First, the the truth, I think the the power of the truth, the spiritual truth, that there are resources that we can bring to bear, and also the truth of our um, connection, you know, to everyone and every every being, and the, the the spiritual truth that everyone is is valued. So um, right now, uh, we need to understand this wealth um, uh, that we can bring it to bear to meet the challenges of our our uh, our earth right now, of our world right now, because we need new resources to be able to do that. And spiritual wealth is the being able to tap into the field of unlimited possibility is the only way that we can access that. Where else will it come from? Mm-hmm. Yes. So in talking about true wealth, it, um, you frame it as a spiritual goal. So um, how is it that true wealth is a spiritual goal? And then how does Arta relate to spiritual abundance? Well, I wanted, especially in writing this book, I wanted to... Um, do a couple of things primarily you know one is to help um so many of us on the spiritual path understand 
how to attract the resources we need to do the good work that we are inspired to do in the world. So I find, you know, I know many people who have a beautiful vision and they're doing tremendous work in the community and in the world, but they're struggle, struggle, struggle to get the resources they need um, to make the positive changes that they're inspired to make. So we need to learn how to uh, change our consciousness, how to attract the resources that we need um, to do what we're here to do. So that's the relationship of, um, of Arta and Dharma. And um, I also wanted to um, educate a bit more about um, spirituality and wealth because uh, there's always been this split, you know, in our minds, in the minds of many people um, and all spiritual teachings, regardless of what tradition you come from, have something that says, you know, money is bad, material wealth is um dirty it's a desire that will take you to hell you know so and you can find that in in all traditions but you also can find and in particular in yoga tradition i have seen you also find that it is understood as a necessary part of that evolutionary thrust and so you know we're here to fulfill our purpose and you cannot fulfill your purpose without learning how to attract resources how to um, use them wisely and um, you know you know how to uh, not be caught up in it in terms of um, personal aggrandizement so um Arta is uh, is a critical goal, a critical goal for us to embrace and then to learn how to use in the right way. And then the third thing I will say about it is that this goal of prospering has us, if we really want to prosper, um, it has us step out of our comfort zone. I find the best way to prosper is to sign up um, to do something useful in the world that will benefit, um, that will contribute to the well-being of others. And um, for that, you need to work in harmony with the universe, um, with uh, divine uh, reality. And so um, that requires us to open ourselves, you know, to the infinite possibilities um, before us. We have to learn how to do that. So mm -hmm. it's a spiritual goal. It teaches us how to expand our potential. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So defining wealth more narrowly as just money or material possessions certainly doesn't lead us to spiritual fulfillment. As Jesus said, what does it profit us to gain the entire world if we lose our soul? Of course, in the yoga teachings, we know that we can't really lose our soul, but we certainly can forget who we really are. So how does approaching wealth from the perspective that we've been talking about, the perspective of true wealth, how does that help us to keep connected to our true nature and to remember who we really are? Uh, I would just um, continue um, with what I just mentioned. You know, it's a slippery slope. Wealth can be a slippery slope um, because if you have um, an ego in charge, 
then it just becomes about personal aggrandizement. You know, even if you uh, say you have the goal to do something useful for others, then you just have to be vigilant because, you know, the the temptation is there um, to become uh, bigger yourself, right? You know, mm-hmm. to become, uh, to have more things or to have uh, fame, you know, it could be more subtle kinds of wealth, right? So um, there's always a, a necessity to pay attention to who we really are and what we're really about. So the yoga teachings uh, are very helpful in that regard. You know, um, they tell us, you know, we have to have a discipline, you know, a daily discipline, daily practice of setting the right priorities, you know, um, remembering who we are and what it is we're in service of, in service of life, and um, seeing through the traps, you know, of attachment, attachment to results, attachment to possessions, understanding um, the real nature of happiness, which also, of course, I address in the book, like what really makes us happy, what really brings us fulfillment. And wealth can be, um, you know, we cannot deny that um having uh, resources, material resources can make life easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, to say, oh, it's not important is not true. There are many people uh, in our country and in the world that additional material resources would make a huge difference for them. Um, mm-hmm. But there is a point in our life where um, having more and more and more um, does not contribute to more happiness or more ease. And so uh, understanding uh, wealth, um, understanding spiritual abundance is is the way to um, deal with that uh, double-edged sword. Yes, and, and to prevent it from, as you said, just um, feeding our ego with our, you know, preferences for things to be a certain way, um, etc. So, and with that, we've come to the break. You're listening to The Yoga Hour with host and founder of The Yoga Hour, Yogacharya O'Brien. Today, we're discussing the teachings in her new book, The Jewel of Abundance, Finding Prosperity Through the Ancient Wisdom of Yoga, which will be released just a few weeks on November 27th and is available for pre-order on Amazon.com or on Yogacharya's website, ellengraceobrien.com. You can just click the link to the book that's on the welcoming page, or it's also slash the-jewel-of-abundance. We welcome your comments and questions. You can contact us at yogahour at unity.fm. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, co-host of the Yoga Hour. When we come back from the break, we'll explore more about true wealth. We'll be right back. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you will give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the support of listeners like you to continue operating and expand its outreach. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate today. Here's a Unity Teachable Moment with Rev. Ogan Holder, speaking at Unity on the River in Amesbury, Massachusetts, on living an abundant life. Examine your life, whatever you may think is missing or lacking or you wish you had. Realize that you are bearing false witness against your true self and speak words of abundance to it. Speak words of truth to it and to yourself and repeat them over and over again until you have brainwashed yourself into believing that you are divine. The moment you begin to think and speak as if truly you are the embodiment of all that is. This is the only thing we gotta get in through our thick skulls. Living the abundant life is not about what we have. Living the abundant life is realizing that we have it all. To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. Grief can bring you down, but it doesn't have to take over your life. From Grieving to Believing is a transformational weekend taking place November 16th to the 18th at Kripalu Center for Yoga and Health. Join grief expert David Kessler, spiritual medium Maureen Hancock, and Paul Denniston, the creator of Grief Yoga in the beautiful Berkshires of Western Massachusetts. This unique event will take you into deep soul healing, addressing body, mind, and spirit. Reserve your space today at kripalu.org. Search Grieving to Believing. If you're looking to deepen your spiritual journey, Unity Magazine is your go-to source for information and inspiration. It's been beautifully redesigned and packed with interesting articles and compelling interviews from today's spiritual thought leaders. You'll find science, spirituality, and healing with a look at Eastern philosophies, meditation, as well as completely new ways to interpret the Bible. Plus, reviews on the latest spiritual books and music. Get a free trial issue at unitymagazine.org. If you're looking for cutting-edge health information, make sure you join Dr. Evelyn Higgins every Monday at 11 a.m. Central here on Unity Online Radio. On the Dr. Evelyn Higgins Show, you will look at your health from all angles, the physical, spiritual, emotional, and intellectual. Dr. Higgins is an internationally recognized expert on health and wellness with over 29 years in clinical practice. Join the show with your questions and comments. The doctor is in. Tune in every Monday on Unity Online Radio. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. You're listening to The Yoga Hour, living the eternal way with your host, Yogacharya, Ellen Grace O'Brien. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, co-host of the show, and I feel very fortunate today to be here with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien and to be discussing her new book, The Jewel of Abundance, Finding Prosperity Through the Ancient Wisdom of Yoga. Of course, Yogacharya has many other books, including an award-winning book of poetry that she published last year called The Moon Reminded Me. And you can pre-order The Jewel of Abundance either on the Amazon.com website or on ellengraceobrien.com. 
and it will appear as soon as it release is in release in just a few weeks. So Umaji, in your book, you write, it's no accident that Arta sits on the right hand of Dharma, higher purpose and the means to fulfill it are inseparable. Yet time and again, we try and separate them by imagining enlightenment exists on an otherworldly plane where wealth cannot enter. It's the age-old split between spirit and matter or heaven and earth, a split that is now ready to be healed in this age of conscious evolution. Not only is the time ripe for healing this error in our thinking, it is necessary. If we are going to fulfill our potential, it's time to understand, befriend, and put wealth to good use. So I really enjoy that quote. So how does the view of true wealth that we have been discussing help us to heal the split between spirit and matter? The basic uh, philosophy of yoga is to understand it as one thing. It is life energy in expression. And so wealth is just that. It's life energy in expression. And uh, so instead of thinking, you know, gee, over here I have my spiritual life, I'm spiritual, I don't need anything, Um, you know, while there's some truth in that, um, if you're going to um, express yourself in the world, you, you do need to know how to manifest resources. If you want to make a difference, if you want to help others, um, you need to learn how to attract the resources that are needed in order to accomplish that. So uh, one of the things I set out to accomplish with this book and hopefully I did, which is, you know, when you are at that juncture in your spiritual life, you know, you're waking up and you're thinking, you know, I I want to live in the highest way. You know, I want to do work where I feel I'm making a contribution. I want to be able to uh, support my family and my community. Um, the question that comes that certainly came for me at that juncture is what can I do to prosper? You know, how, how can I make a difference? Mm -hmm. And so in the book, I I spend some time, uh, just telling some stories, telling a bit of my story, in fact, but uh, I think that the place we begin is we become willing. That's a, that's a, really important first step because a a lot of times and this is why I wanted to write about Arta about wealth because a lot of times um, people come on the spiritual path and they keep it separate you know their spiritual life and their life and family and vocation but when we when we step into this uh, stream of abundant living we become willing to be instruments of the infinite. We become willing for our lives to be bigger. We become willing to be taken out of our comfort zone. And when we do that, life becomes so enjoyable. Um, Now, I won't deny that it that it is challenging at times because we stand in that gap, you know, of 
of how we lived before and what we knew and how we knew how to do things, you know, perhaps we were, we were good at business, you know, and we knew how to do things from a business perspective. But while those skills are, can be fundamentally helpful, what I'm talking about is a whole other, it's a jump, it's a jump in consciousness, how to live in a different way where you're open to infinite possibility, you're opening, you're opening yourself to cooperating with the infinite and that means you're going to learn how to swim in this stream of divine grace, divine consciousness, where you're you're meeting the right people at the right time. Inspiration is coming to you. And so the very first thing that we have to do, if we begin to ask this question, you know, how can I prosper, um, is we have to become willing. And that willingness is not, you know, how I'm willing to get rich. That willingness is I'm willing to grow. I'm, I'm willing to um, open myself to infinite support, infinite uh, supply, infinite inspiration, and I'm willing to be an instrument for life's prospering activity. Mm. Right. And uh, so you're, you're sort of touching on this, but um, one another quote from the book, in the context of spiritual awakening, learning how to prosper is a path of transformation. And in another area, you also describe it as a necessity. So would you share more with us about this? How is learning to prosper a path of transformation and a necessity? It's the way in, if, if taken in the right spirit and with the right understanding and with, as I said, willingness, which we could also call um, surrender, um, meaning opening ourselves to divine possibility and to cooperating with the infinite. Um, it's the way in which we can break through the boundaries of ego. Because, you know, we often think of ego as the sense of aggrandizement, you know, thinking somehow we're so great. But ego is just, uh, egoism is simply the sense of separate self. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, this learning how to prosper, to live in harmony with the infinite um, is a path out of thinking ourselves um, to be limited, to be um, separate uh, from the source. It is becoming a, a servant of that, you know, a servant of all as a path of prosperity. Which is certainly transformative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Well, like I said, you know, you, you, you become willing and, you know, my experience has been that life, um, just continually astounds me with its, um, with its grace. And, um, even after all these years of practicing these teachings and, um, doing my best to cooperate with the infinite, I still can be surprised at the activity of grace that will prosper what I'm doing um, if I just get out of the way. See, it's Mm. learning how to live in a new way. That's what Arta is. It's learning how to live in a new way because there's a way um, that we live which is uh, effortful. Mm. You know, when we're living from the 
egoic perspective. We're working hard. We're working hard. Life is hard. Life is a burden. (laughs) And um, we're struggling, you know, to survive, to make our way. But this uh, path of art as a transformative path is a path of surrender in which uh, we are continually um, discovering how really it is life uh, just working to prosper itself. And we're not that important um, to it. Um, But if we uh, open ourselves to it, then we get to go along for this astounding ride. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's quite delightful. And things happen in our life. The most important things that have happened in my life um, have happened through divine grace, so not through my personal effort. Now, that's not to say that personal effort is not important. We have to have a lot of that. <laughs> we have to right. um, line up, you know, we, we have to do our work. We, we have all of that to do, but along with it is this um, surrendered uh, faith or devotion um, that allows life to, um, to reveal its prospering influence to us, and it will. And mm. in my life, it has again and again in absolutely astounding ways. And in, mm. in the book, I tell many stories about people I've worked with and, you know, uh, my own uh, journey about how what that looks like. Mm. So in your book, you identify five attributes that are needed in order for us to thrive and prosper while remaining in harmony with spiritual principles. So you've also... Um, arrange the book so that each of these is actually a part of the book. So the first is higher purpose. Can you tell us more about that attribute? We sort of touched on it already with, you know, with uh, um, Dharma. Yeah, it is really Dharma. (laughs) It is recognizing wealth in its proper perspective, in its proper role in relationship uh, to living with higher purpose. So that is what really allows us to pursue true wealth and not just material wealth. And so, you know, true wealth is about having harmonious relationships, living with higher meaning. So, you know, when people today... Um, people are not only looking for happiness, but of course they're looking for meaning in life. So it's not just about the things that can make us happy, but it is about the purpose of life and having a meaningful life. Um, and so we begin uh, understanding wealth in light of uh, Dharma, living with higher purpose. Mm-hmm. So the second attribute in the second section of the book is um, insight. So can you tell us more about insight? Uh, yes, and in the book I spend um, a few chapters <laughs> on that because it is the um, philosophy, yoga philosophy of understanding the nature of reality and the nature of our own mind. Um, so uh you know, as I mentioned in the beginning of our conversation today, uh, understanding, for example, that there's one reality, that this uh, life is lifing, <laughs> like the ocean waves, you know, life is uh, continually moving to prosper itself, and we are a part of that. And so, as my uh, guru, Roy Eugene Davis, has said, you know, there's an enlivening uh, energy that um, is is 
prospering the universe and we can learn how to cooperate with it. So insight is understanding what is this nature of reality and how am I a part of it? You know, if we want to be able to cooperate with it, we need to understand more about what it is and how we connect with it, how we learn to cooperate with it. Um, So it's the philosophical backdrop of the nature of reality, the nature of our mind, you know, how our mind is connected to universal mind, for example. You know, we think of we think of our mind as existing right inside our little brain, right? This is a separate little cubicle, but um, <laughs> we we are really in an office, you know, that that has those fake little cubicles that if you look, step back and look, they're all open. So mind, you know, we have individual mind, but our mind is connected to cosmic mind and, and to nature and to all other minds. And so our mind is an instrument that connects us to nature, to other people, to the divine. Um, so, you know, we have insight about that, insight about the nature of our mind and why it is that our thoughts um, can uh, be part of what uh, brings experience to us. Mm-hmm. That's just great to get a little preview, as I know we will be diving into some of these topics in our in our future conversations with this Arta series. So the third thing that we need after a higher purpose and insight is a skillful way. What is this skillful way? We need, I think, the practices we can use. So we come to understand the purpose, we understand the philosophy behind it, but then, you know, how do we do it? You know, what is a step-by-step way? Um, What are some tools that I can use? Um, We understand how important the mind is, for example, to our spiritual awakening and to our ability to live a prosperous life. And then, you know, meditation becomes a foundational tool uh, for being skillful, right? So we need to learn how to quiet the mind. We need to learn that, you know, we are not the mind, um, but we use the mind. And so how to use the mind constructively um, is, is part of that whole um, segment in the book, how to meditate, how to set up a meditation practice, how you can use mantra to help clear the mind and also to set uh, intention to prosper. And, uh, and then, you know, how to uh, affirm and use the mind in a positive way. Um, you know, we're, we're always envisioning with the mind, you know, we envision um, <laughs> disaster or we envision success. And so it's learning how to hone the mind and there's various tools, various ways that we can do that, that come from uh, time-tested methods in the yoga tradition. Mm-hmm. So the fourth attribute that you list is clarity. What type of clarity are you referring to here? Well, of course, mental and uh, spiritual clarity, you know, and being clear about our goals, you know, being focused on on what it is that we set out to do. It's so it's so easy to get sidetracked. So this uh, section on clarity is how to overcome obstacles and thrive. So uh, one of the favorite sayings that I like from the Tao Te Ching is, uh, you know, the great way is easy but people love the side paths. And so, you know, 
it really is not difficult to prosper, but we run into uh, obstacles along the way. Mm-hmm. And we we need to anticipate those obstacles and, and learn how to to deal with them. So there's a whole section on uh, how to overcome obstacles that we meet along the way. And then the last attribute that you list is generosity. So how does generosity help us to thrive while remaining in harmony with our spiritual nature? Well, this is um, sort of like coming full circle with the book, right? You know, so it starts with... um, this urge to thrive is a universal divine urge within every human being, but it is not for its own sake. So while we are individually prospered, as we open ourselves with willingness to be instruments of the divine in the world, we we individually thrive and prosper beyond our wildest expectations when we do that. But, it, then it comes around to the only way to do that is to be in service, um, is to engage in life really in a big way. And by that, I don't mean, you know, founding an organization or becoming a leader, unless that's your, you know, karma, your destiny. What I mean is um, realizing that you're in service of something bigger than yourself. It has to be that. Otherwise, um, life is too small and it's too painful because mm. then you're you're grabbing on to this um, illusion of a separate self and always trying to prop it up. And, you know, life is disappointing and unstable uh, in that way when you're trying to control it. But when we come around to opening our heart to the infinite, and serving and giving and that can come through us it turns out that as the sages uh, saints and sages have told us all through the ages our greatest happiness comes through serving Mm -hmm. through generosity Mm -hmm. what I have loved about my now let's see I started um, at Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, I think it was in 2002. So it was in January. So I'm coming up on, what is that, 17 years of, of study, you know, of the yoga <laughs> tradition. And I know you've got, you know, many, many more than I do. But what I love about it is its, um, its depth. You know, there's just so much there to really help us to understand how to live um, in a way that is just so helpful. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree? Totally. <laughs> yeah. And it's, um, it's infinite. Our potential is infinite. That is true. And so, um, you know, I think people think of enlightenment, you know, as some kind of end goal, but really enlightenment I see is the beginning of this prosperous, uh, prospering is a better way to say it. Um, the beginning of a prospering life. Mm. So I know you you talk, uh, there are several stories in the book um, that give illustration to, you know, these principles that we've been talking about, about, you know, true wealth and how life prospers you uh, and your goals when you are embarked on um, a mission, a, a goal that is, you know, for the good of all. Can you share a story with us about something from your own life that, uh, um, you know, that, 
Um, yeah. I think um, probably what I would like to share um, at this juncture, there are many stories in the book, but it'll take me a long time to tell a story. (laughs) So um, what I was thinking is about, um, I'd like to just share about, as we were talking about the culmination of um, generosity, like coming to that. So can I just read a little section from? Sure. That would be lovely. Yeah, that would be lovely. There's a section called Becoming the Jewel of Abundance. Mm. Like a bubbling spring that continually overflows, our life through our awakened consciousness becomes generative, a source of refreshing abundance for others. Having become utterly transparent to the source, we ourselves become a shining jewel of abundance. The small grasping self has been transformed from a needy little tyrant into a surrendered servant in service of the soul. Now that we are no longer constrained by self-serving motives, non-stealing, the spiritual principle underlying prosperity is fulfilled. Pandit Rajmani Tigunayat writes in his Yoga Sutras commentary, Quote, for a self-aware yogi, nature's bounty is a shining gem. When we are established in the principle of non-stealing, these gems are drawn to us and we ourselves are gems. And then I conclude that section with saying, the greatest potential of life's aim of arta, or wealth, is to become wealth itself. Mm. That is just so beautiful. And as I mentioned in the first segment, I, I'm just so struck with the, you know, the poetic um, way that, that you, you know, you weave these images, like becoming that jewel of abundance is just so beautiful. So we have about another uh, minute. Um, in closing, what words of inspiration would you like to leave with our listeners? I'd like to go back to the question that I had. First question as I approached this uh, path of Arta, this path of becoming <clears throat> wealth itself. And that first question that I had was, how do I prosper? How do I succeed? You know, how can I make a difference? And that first step is indeed willingness. So we just say, okay, okay, God, okay, life, I'm ready. I'm willing. I'm, uh, let me serve. Mm. Oh, it's just so beautiful. And with that, You've been listening to The Yoga Hour. It's been my pleasure to share this time with you. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, co-host of the show, and we've been discussing true wealth with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien, founder, director, and host of The Yoga Hour. Yogacharya is an internationally acclaimed spiritual teacher, author, poet, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment. And once again, the book we've been discussing today, Yogacharya's new book is called The Jewel of Abundance, Finding Prosperity Through the Ancient Wisdom of Yoga, and is now available for pre-order on Amazon.com and on the website EllenGraceO'Brien.com. 
You can find out more about Yogacharya's teaching schedule at the CSE website, csecenter.org. And again, there are many other books that Yogacharya has written that are also available on the ellengraceobrien.com website. I look forward to being with Yogacharya O'Brien again to continue our series on Arta on November 29th. And you can join us as we discuss our wealth of spiritual resources and how we can thrive even through times of adversity. Yoga Hour is a service project of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, a meditation center in the Kriya Yoga tradition. CSE welcomes people from all backgrounds who are seeking self and God realization, a path to spiritually conscious, fulfilled living in today's world. Remember to subscribe to the Yoga Hour podcast at iTunes or Stitcher. If you're enjoying the podcast, perhaps share it with a friend. I want to thank the Yoga Hour team, of course, our our, uh, wonderful host, founder and director, Yogacharya O'Brien, who's been here with me today, assistant producers Anne Hayes and Sean Smith, CSE's Global Media Outreach Manager, Holly Gray, and Jeff Comfort and Louis Pagan in the sound booth at unity.fm. And I will give Yogacharya a chance to say bye-bye. Thank you so much um, for tuning in to the Yoga Hour and um, sharing this opportunity that we have in this lifetime uh, to awaken and to love and to serve. Thank you very much, Dr. Trujillo, for uh, facilitating this conversation. And uh, again, thanks to all who have been listening in and uh, I hope that that first step of willingness is one that you certainly have taken already or are just about to take thanks for listening this is Unity Online Radio the voice of an awakening world. Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org.